Welcome to the Business by Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Krista Bauer, online business strategist, heartfelt copywriter, and kind marketing mentor for sensitive solopreneurs. If you're an online entrepreneur who wants to create a business led by your intuition, not the loud mainstream advice that's out there, then light a candle, diffuse your favorite oil, and let's talk about how we can make the process of creating a heart-driven business both simple and fulfilling. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Business by Intuition podcast. You're listening to episode five. Okay, if you are someone who treats your business like a mean boss, meaning you're the mean boss in your business, not allowing yourself to take breaks when you need them, not allowing yourself to work on the soul nourishing work that really lights you up and fulfills you, not allowing time for creativity and just focusing on the hustle and grind to get your business going, to create a sustainable business, to get clients, attract clients, create content, get your message out there, update your systems. If you're someone who feels burnt out by this hustle mentality, this chronic productivity that seems to be so valued and respected in our society, then this episode is for you. So today I wanted to talk about the counterintuitive impacts of chronic productivity on your business. Now I'm going to be fully transparent here. I am not sharing this from a place of I've got this all figured out. I've mastered this. I am completely a student as I share this with you. But I have made some small shifts and many of them are mindset shifts, but I've actually made a few small shifts in my life and in my business to make it more fulfilling and so that I'm not feeling so burnt out at the end of the week. I'm not feeling so burnt out at the end of a launch. I'm not feeling so burnt out after I teach a course or complete a project for a client. So it's a complete work in progress, but I believe that the impact of adding in more of the soul nourishing things that really truly fulfill us and light us up and give us the energy that we need to sustain ourselves in our business because the greatest asset in your business is you. If you don't have the energy, if you don't have the stamina, if you don't have the focus and clarity, then you can be as productive as you want to be, but it's not true productivity. It's not the type of productivity that's moving your business forward. It's not the thing that's going to be moving the needle on your business. And I know this because I've been stuck in that illusion of productivity when it's really just been busy work, tinkering because I don't have the focus. I don't have the energy for some of the really important things, the most important work in my business that really helps me create a sustainable income, helps me create wealth that fully supports me, my family, and my lifestyle. So this is really important because I know that a lot of solopreneurs in my circle that I've spoken with are feeling this. They're feeling burnt out by their businesses. They're feeling the pressure to be productive in the sense that they're always striving towards their goal. They're constantly churning out content. They're constantly creating new offers or doing activities in their business so that they can engage or attract clients. They're constantly tinkering behind the scenes on their business systems and developing their business. They're constantly learning. They're constantly absorbing content, taking in more content, more content, more content so that they can feel worthy enough, like they have enough 
knowledge and expertise and skill and ability to do what they do when in fact they're already ready. So if you're feeling chronically productive in your business, but not really getting what you need done, not seeing the type of results that you want to see in your business, probably making a sustainable income month after month, a reliable income that you can trust is going to be there for you, not getting those clients on a consistent basis, not getting the right people into your e-courses and offers so that you can create enough income for yourself and feel supported. If you feel like you're in the daily grind of your business, you're working hard and you're feeling that need to strive and reach some more, reach some more, and it's never enough, then I want to give you some tips today that have really helped me start to shift my perspective in this area. Because I can tell you, I am right along beside you. I'm there with you. I'm in the trenches. So like so many people who are probably tuning in today, I am a very busy woman. I have two small children, one with special needs. I have 15 hours a week to work on my business. Often I'm working late in the evening because I don't get it all done during the day. I'm also working on weekends many times, an hour here, an hour there, and it kind of always adds up, but essentially I'm always like in my business. And because I only have 15 hours a week to work on my business, I will often feel pressure to keep working and to push through because I only have 15 hours. So essentially I have five hours a day. So here are some of the shifts that I made. You might have 40 hours a week and be feeling the same pressures. You might have less hours in a week than me and be feeling the same pressures. Regardless of where you are on the spectrum, today's tips are really going to support you no matter where you are, no matter how many hours a week you have in your business, no matter if you have kids, aging parents that you care for, if you have other priorities in your life that draw you away from your business, that keep you really busy, if you have a full client load or you're just getting started, wherever you are on the spectrum, these tips I think are essential. They're the building blocks. They are part of the foundation, that fertile soil that you're building so that you can create a fulfilling, sustainable business that nourishes you both spiritually and financially. This is all what we're here for, right? We want a business that fills our soul makes us feel so good on a heart and soul level. And we also want to make a sustainable income. We want to earn enough from our business that we can feel fully supported to continue to do our work. There's nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. That's how the universe works. If you were to give, 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 give all of the time, there would be eventually nothing left for you to give. So I want you, myself included, to feel supported both spiritually and financially in your business. But chronic productivity, that feeling of constantly having to strive, push, and be productive, especially if it's not focused on the things that are really going to get your business to the next level, help you get those clients, help you earn an income, is really detrimental to not only your business, but also your mental health, how you feel about yourself, your relationships and the people around you, your mood and how you feel about life and your business in general and the energy that you're able to project. When there's nothing left and you're constantly striving and you feel burnt out and you feel so overwhelmed, that is not the energy 
that you can use to channel and be of your highest self for yourself, for your family, your friends, society, and your clients. So I'm here to tell you, again, I include myself right along with you. This is not coming from a place of judgment or righteousness, or I've been there, I'm on my high horse, and I'm telling you what to do. I'm there with you. And the reason that I feel I can say this is because I'm in it, and I know the negative impacts of chronic productivity, never allowing yourself to take breaks, never allowing yourself play, never allowing yourself to go to the river and go for a swim when your body needs it. So today I want to give you tips to help support you and to make those shifts, things that I've been trying and playing with and experimenting with in my business. They may shift. Uh, It's a total experimentation. And I hope that you can take some of these ideas and really consider how they might help you in your business. Reflect, come up with some of your own ideas. I'm going to share what I've been doing to hopefully inspire you on this journey. Again, I just think that this is so important because hustle culture is making us sick. It's making us depressed. It is burning us out to the nth degree, to the point that there is just nothing left. There's nothing left in our buckets to give. And most of the clients that I work with, and if you're here listening, you probably are in this category yourself. Most of the people I work with are practitioners of some sort, usually energy work, If they're coaches, they're usually offering some type of healing or energy work as part of their modality in working with their clients. I work with a lot of people in the holistic healing space and in the alternative health space. And to do this work, we give so much of ourselves. We have to give so much of our gifts, our energy. Of course, there are ways to protect ourselves. But a lot of the work that we do is deeply transformative for our clients, and it takes a lot of energy for us to be able to perform and do the type of work that we do. So it is imperative. It is a business practice. It is part of your business growth plan to take care of yourself, to give your body, your mind, your soul what it needs to be fully supported and nourished. And that's going to be the question today. What does your mind, body, soul need to feel fully nourished for you to be able to help your clients with their transformation, for you to be able to be the kind of wife, mother, friend, sister, lover, partner, person, community member that you need to be? What type of person do you want to be? And are you living in alignment with that? If you are feeling this rebellion against hustle culture, the mainstream's idea of success and what that should look and feel like, if you are rebelling against chronic productivity and toxic productivity and you're wanting to call in more rest and spaciousness into your life, then I have a feeling you've been called here to help you create space for you to start to reflect on some of these things and actually make little shifts to make that happen. That is what my hope is for you here today. So I'm going to get into a few of the shifts that I've had to make and a few things that I've implemented, knowing that this is not a guide necessarily, certainly do everything that I'm doing if that feels right for you. But more so, I'm sharing this to tell you what I've been doing to hopefully encourage and inspire you to think about what might work for you. 
take one or two things that really resonate and just start with that. Okay, so the first thing that I want to share is is really all about boundaries. And of course, none of this that I'm going to be sharing is new necessarily. So if you're hearing something, you're like, oh, I've heard that before. What I'd ask is that if you're here and you're tuning in is that you make space to fully absorb the information and what you're hearing and look at it through a new lens. If you've heard it before, ask yourself, are you doing it? Is it something that feels right? Are you having a strong resistance to implementing this in your life or in your business? And dig a little deeper. Find out why that might be. What's going on for you that's creating all of this resistance? So the first tip that I want to share to help you create more rest and spaciousness and make room for more of the soul-nourishing activities in your business that really is what will help you thrive is one, setting boundaries. I have been notoriously bad for setting boundaries. I am a chronic people pleaser. It's something that I've been working on for my whole life. I'm in my 40s now, and I still have not figured out how to establish healthy, strong boundaries. So what I've done personally in my business is I've worked with boundaries. I'm starting to implement boundaries where I feel I have the most control. One is work time is work time. In the past, when work time, you know, I would be working, I would, you know, maybe have a few hours a day for work. And if somebody wanted to meet up for lunch, I'd go for lunch and it wasn't planned. Someone would call me on the phone. I'd spend a half an hour or an hour chatting on the phone. I would text my friends and I'd be working out all of these personal things in my life during work hours. And it might seem like a small thing. But every time I stopped to do these things, it would take my focus away from what I was doing. And the next thing I know, the whole morning would be gone and I hadn't done a thing. So the first boundary that I set with myself is work time is work time. So I really limit the amount of interaction I have with people during this time. It's not to say that I never interact with friends or family during this time. I'm just very conscious about this and I'm careful about what I say yes to. The other thing that I've implemented for boundaries, and there are so many aspects to boundaries that you might be thinking, things might have come up for you. How can you establish better boundaries with clients? This is one that I've been thinking about and working towards for myself as well. So the second thing that I've implemented and started to use in my business to help with boundaries is using a calendar. So I have to give full credit where it's due to my mentor, George Cow who really has inspired and encouraged his clients to make friends with their calendar. He calls it the thoughtful life calendar. So I've always been decent about using Google Calendar, but I haven't been decent about really planning out how my weeks will look. So I know that I have 15 hours a week where my children are in daycare or childcare or school. So I know that I'm home by myself and I can focus on my business. So I've really started to use my calendar the way that George encouraged us to. And thinking about your calendar as really your assistant and honoring what's in the calendar at the time slots that you've allocated to do certain business activities because you've deemed them to be a priority. You've deemed them to be important. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't be flexible. I'm still working through the best schedule for myself. I've realized that since implementing this schedule, 
I have had to rearrange things. There are certain things that I've I've had in my schedule. That I'm like, it's not the most important thing. I only have 15 hours a week, so I need to be focusing on, you know, income generating activities. Content creation is very important. My podcast or YouTube, whatever, I need quiet time to be able to record and do these things. So I've had to get very clear about what are the priorities in my business, and I now schedule them in my calendar. So right now I'm in a bit of a test mode with my calendar, trying to find the best schedule, and it's going to evolve. I've given myself over the next three to six months, and it does change as the children's schedules change and things like that. So it's not like you can't change it or or tweak it. But what I'm asking is that you think about how you're scheduling your time and what you're building into your schedule and beginning to follow and honor what's in that calendar. I know for a lot of creatives, because I'm highly creative myself, the idea of having this structure of a calendar can feel rigid and it can feel constricting in many ways. But I can honestly tell you when I sit down and I begin to plan out what the next few months will look like, what can go in my calendar, what can I take out, and I start to really narrow in and hone in on the things that truly are a priority, and then I can follow my calendar. It has been transformational for me in terms of how I think about activities that I'm doing in my business. And I'm going to explain what I mean here in a little bit. Okay, so the next one is all about finding your flow. And finding your flow is all about finding a rhythm that feels right for you. One of the big mistakes that I made, and I did this for many, many years, um, and I've been doing it a lot lately as well that I've had to really scale back on, is I have a tendency to compare myself to people in my niche or people in my industry, coaches, marketing um, you know, experts who are doing similar work to me, thinking that I need to be doing what everyone else is doing in order to have a sustainable, fulfilling business. But here's the thing. Many of those people that I'm comparing myself to have completely different life circumstances. Many of those people don't even have kids. They probably have 30 to 40 hours a week, maybe beyond, to work on their business. I have 15 hours a week. So I need to be realistic about what I can take on, what I can do, how fast or how slow my growth is going to look because my growth will look completely different than a 30-year-old woman who has no children, maybe no pets, maybe no other responsibilities other than her job. Or my life will look completely different from a 50-year-old woman who's married without kids. So here's what I've done. I was posting every day to Instagram because I felt like that's what I needed to do and I saw a lot of people doing that. And I did it for about three months and then I burnt out majorly and I didn't even post. I was barely online for a month and a half. I was basically MIA and I've really scaled it back since then. Because I do believe that if you're going to have an online business, you do need to be creating content, which I love. I created an episode about this, I think it was a week or two ago. So here is what I did. You know, as I said, I was posting content on Instagram every single day for about three months until I completely burnt out. But the problem with that is, you know, I burnt out so bad and then I just kind of went MIA for three, for about a month and a half. I didn't really post on social media. I kind of took some time away from my newsletter. I just felt so burnt out that nothing was coming to me. The energy wasn't there. The ideas weren't there. The inspiration was completely dried up. The well was dry. 
So what I want to do is to be able to prevent myself from getting to that place because I believe that content creation is a critical element of building and growing a sustainable business. It doesn't mean you need to be posting everywhere. It doesn't mean that you need to be posting on Instagram every single day. Find a rhythm that works for you. And it's one of the reasons that I turned to podcasting. It had been on my list of things that I've wanted to do for a while, but podcasting for me feels like a much simpler way to create content, to get my message out there. And once I've created the podcast, I can then easily repurpose it and turn aspects of the podcast into other forms of content. So content that can be used on my blog, on Medium, I can convert them to articles, I can take snippets to use on Instagram, and there are so many places that I can then take this content that I've created and transform it into something else. So right now I'm finding that this is a really good form of content creation for me, and I'm just going to roll with it because that's what feels right. So the other element of finding your flow is figuring out and allowing yourself, giving yourself the permission to get back into flow when things are starting to feel really hard and feeling like you're really pushing and striving and the ideas just aren't flowing and they're not coming to you. I know many creatives really do struggle with this and wanting to wait for that inspiration to come as opposed to just committing and sitting down to write or create content or record videos when we don't feel like doing it. So I totally understand the resistance. And I also think that it's very important to recognize when your body just needs rest and recognize when you're using it as a form of procrastination or a reason to procrastinate. So for instance, if you're just feeling blah and you're feeling like your day is going wrong, you just can't get yourself together, you can't get yourself organized, and you just feel like you need to leave and go for a walk to shake off that energy and come back refreshed, then do that. If that's what your body and your energy and your mind and your spirit is calling for and telling you to do, then do that. So find ways that you can get yourself back into flow when you're feeling like not working on the things in your business that are really, really challenging. Maybe that's going back to your calendar and moving those things to different times of the day when you have more energy for those things. Maybe you leave creativity and creative time for the afternoons or the early mornings if that's when you tend to be most creative. So it's about finding your flow of, again, really what works for you, looking at your day and finding the time and the space where you're at your highest for creativity, when you feel your best working one-to-one with clients. Now, I also recognize that in some cases, this is a privilege when it comes to working with clients. Maybe there are only certain times that you can work with and you may not feel like doing that. So you've got to be able to prioritize and look at everything else and see where you can be flexible. What can you have flexibility on? What can you have a little more control over? Again, to be able to regain that sense of flow and to keep more of that flow momentum in your life and in your business. So when spaciousness is calling your name, when spaciousness is telling you step away from your work. It's time to reconnect in nature. It's time to go for a hike. It's time to play with your dog. Follow that intuition if that's what's calling your name. The main point that I want to make here is that just because other people in your industry or other business owners are doing, you know, posting content, you know, three times a week and you can only handle one, then that's what you need to do. 
find something that really feels good for you. Find something that works for you that feels like you can maintain it on a consistent basis. Allow a little flexibility in your schedule. Allow a little flexibility in your day to try some of this out, to experiment, to see what feels right. Test out an idea maybe for two months or for six weeks. Find something that works. Continue to tweak it until you find something that really, that you can settle into and feel like this really aligns with my soul. So the next one is to schedule things like play and creativity and spaciousness into your work. So that even means blocking out time when there is nothing to do. The one thing that I have found with this is before I started doing this, I had always, you know, I'd always been a creative person. I used to paint. I used to draw. I was always kind of dabbling in creative, you know, endeavors. I, I always had some sort of creative project on the go. But since having kids and having such little time to work and work on my business to devote to it, I have really cut out almost anything that is just hobby-based or doing it for the sense of fun or for play, which is really sad because these are the things that really nourish our soul. These are where, this is where our soul draws its nourishment from. It's that fertile soil that we want to create to build our business on, to have our fulfilling, sustainable business built on. So it was really quite a shame that I had never seen the value in adding those things into my week. I felt like I just never had the time to do it. But by scheduling it and having it on my schedule, so for instance, on Friday afternoons, I have an hour and a half time slot built in for creative journaling. This is the time that I pull out my journal, I have all of my pens, I have a little case ready to go, and I just allow myself to play, to experiment, to create. There are no rules, there are no boundaries, there are no expectations. It is simply a time for my soul to relax, to rejuvenate, to focus on something other than work, the stressors of life, and all of the other things that consume my time and energy and draw on my resources that deplete my energy at the end of the day. Spending time creative journaling and doing just something for the pure sake of enjoyment and fulfillment and because I like it is so nourishing. It fills my cup. So look for those activities that are that will fill your cup and add them onto your schedule. So now I have scheduled lunch breaks. So I have 15 hours a week, but technically I only have 12 because I've scheduled an, an hour lunch break every single day. And I'll admit I'm not always the best at following that. So this is one area that I'm really working on is trusting that when 11.30 a.m. hits, I take that hour break no matter what. I've gone as far as to schedule it in my calendar so that clients can't book this time. I don't have meetings at this time. This is my time to have a nourishing lunch and to take my dogs for a walk and to allow a little bit of time just to rest, to put my feet up, to close my eyes, to do whatever I want to do for that hour. But it is not work time. It is not go do the dishes time. It is not prepare supper time. This is my time to just decompress and prepare myself for the next portion of my day, the second half of my day in the afternoon, whether that's client work or content creation, whatever that looks like, I'm preparing myself for the next leg of my day. So try scheduling. If you're someone who feels a lot of guilt when you do something for yourself, when you take time out of your day to do something for yourself that isn't cleaning the house, that isn't 
running errands, that isn't booking appointments, that isn't working in your business. If you're someone who feels guilty when you do those things, schedule it. It was the shift that I needed to help me release the guilt that I felt about doing those things because it was on my calendar. It was something that I had prioritized in my life. I know that if it's on my calendar, it's a priority in my life. So I honor and respect that. So the fourth tip that I have for you is to rest before you feel the need to rest. I will be honest that this is my most challenging one to implement. It is the practice that I struggle with the most. Rest is very challenging for me. As an Aries, I am a go-getter. I am an action-oriented person. I'm someone who likes to get things done. I like to be on the move. And although I'm an Aries and I like to be on the move, I'm also a human design projector. And projectors need a lot of rest. It makes sense. They're guides. But also, I think this is important for anyone. So one of the strategies that I've implemented to help me have more rest is one, again, scheduling it, putting it on my calendar so that I know I need to take a 10 minute, just lie down, put my feet up and close my eyes. Doesn't mean that I go to sleep. I'm not much of a napper, so I very rarely fall asleep but I will allow myself a little bit of time to rest. Also taking breaks in nature is very rejuvenating for my soul. And I consider that to be rest time, but I used to go on walks and I would be hustling. I would be trying to keep up at a fast pace because I wanted to get my steps in. And I felt like this was an opportunity to exercise while I was out. So I've shifted that. And now I go at a slower pace. I walk at a very slow and it's a conscious, deliberate effort to be slow in my gait. I walk with no intention of trying to get steps, no intention of trying to get my heart rate up. I simply walk just to be present. So the other piece to this is taking shorter breaks throughout your workday. So what I used to do was just work all like sit at my desk in the morning and I wouldn't get up. Sometimes I wouldn't even stop to eat. I might take my dogs for a walk, but that would be the only break that I would get. So now what I do, I've been following the Pomodoro method for about a year and a half. So I work for 27 minutes and then I break for three minutes. And that might be having a sip of water, stretching my body, running to the bathroom quickly, having a quick snack. And I come back to work after three minutes and then I feel refreshed. I'm ready to go. I do this all the way up until my lunch break, where then I take a longer break of an hour. What I would suggest is you don't have to follow it exactly as I do it. Maybe you take a break, a micro break after an hour of working, but I would suggest no longer than an hour and a half. So the longer that you're working on a task, the less productive you become, the longer you're sitting with the same task. If you're taking these micro breaks in between and giving your body the rest and the spaciousness it needs, just checking in with yourself and asking your body, what do you need right now? Maybe it's a stretch break. Maybe it's a sip of water. Maybe it's to shake off some of the anxiety or the stress that maybe you're feeling when you're doing this task, checking in with yourself to find out what it is that you need, and then heading back into the task. Over time, you'll find that you're much more focused and much more productive. And when I say productive, I'm not talking about the busy work. I'm talking about the type of productivity that you feel like you're making progress in your business. You know that it is working towards some of your larger goals the things that will help you create a fulfilling, sustainable business, whatever those goals are and priorities are that you've set for yourself. So the last one that I want to leave you with is to be reasonable about what you're saying yes to. 
As a chronic people pleaser, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I have a tendency to say yes to a lot of things, things that I don't really want to do, but I feel kind of bad. Or I also have this fear of missing out that creeps up a lot. If I don't say yes to this, then I'm going to be missing out on something really exciting. Or I see all of my peers doing X, Y, or Z, and I feel like I should be doing it too. This is the time to sit with yourself, to be really honest about what's really important for you right now. What feels aligned for you and your business? What's a priority? What can you commit to? So what I've had to do is I've spent a lot of time in the past trying to keep up with all of the courses that are in the Master Heart Group Coaching Program that I'm in. I've spent a lot of time trying to do all of the content every single day, trying to post on many different platforms. And I've taken some time to really think and get clarity about what what is going to be the most impactful for me in my business at this time. So I've identified five priorities that I need to be focused on in my business in order to grow my business and to create a sustainable income and to do all of the things that I want to do with my business, to reach all of the people that I would like to reach. So I don't attend all of the Master Heart courses. In fact, I don't do any of them live at this time. I do training later. So I'll sign up and I will do it at my convenience and I only sign up for things that are relevant for me right now. This can be really hard because when opportunities come your way, it's really easy to start to think that this is the only opportunity. If you don't take this now, you're going to miss out. That fear of missing out is one of those things that really gets a lot of people off track. It's a huge distraction. So acknowledging that fear of missing out is a distraction and then allowing yourself some space and time to reflect on what do you need for your business and what can you really genuinely commit to without feeling stretched, without feeling resentful, without having bitterness creep up, without feeling like you hate your business or other aspects of your life, and without feeling like you're sacrificing all of the things that you love in order to create your business. Of course, there may be times when we sacrifice ourselves a little bit more to get a project out, or we have to hustle a little, but the point here is that it's not a sustainable way to grow your business. It's not something that can be sustained over a long period of time without compromising your happiness, without compromising the people in your life that you love to spend time with, without compromising things like your hobbies or your rest or your sense of wonder and joy and creativity. So I hope that today's episode has given you some food for thought and some inspiration to get you started and to help you start thinking about how you can bring more rest, slowness and spaciousness into your life. What's one thing that you know that you can do right now? What's one shift that you can make? Whatever that looks like for you, start with whatever comes to you right now. You don't have to implement everything. You don't have to make five changes. Start with one. Start with the one that feels the least resistance. Start with the one that you feel called to the most right now. Maybe it's the one that'll have the biggest impact. Maybe it isn't. It's the small, tiny shifts that we make And the little changes that we make every single day that eventually lead to the bigger, more drastic changes in our lives. By implementing small, tiny shifts now, eventually you'll look back in six months or a year and you'll recognize the business that you've transformed, the type of business that you've created that truly fulfills you on a soul level. So if you have a question about today's episode or you would like to share your top insights, Click the link in the show notes to send me a voice message and I may share it in an upcoming episode. I'm wishing you all a wonderful week. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today and I will see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to the Business by Intuition podcast with me, your host, Krista Bauer. I hope you've enjoyed today's insights and will take some time to reflect on how you can implement this guidance and use it to help you create a sustainable business following your intuition, not formulas. As always, you can head over to kristabauer.com forward slash podcast to sign up for my email list and get the links and resources in the show notes. If you love today's episode and would like to support this podcast, please consider leaving a review and subscribe so you can tune in next time. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you again soon.